This is Charlene Cotter from the Office of Evangelization and Catechesis for the Archdiocese of Galveston, Houston. Welcome to In God's Image radio program, designed to focus on the inclusion of persons with disabilities and their families in the full life of the church. It has been my privilege and my passion for nearly 20 years to oversee the ministry of persons with disabilities for this archdiocese. I'd like to say that this ministry is grounded in Scripture, in particular Genesis 127. God made them in his image, male and female, he created them. So we have Scripture on one side as our foundation, and the other side, of course, is our tradition. And in that tradition, I refer to our Catholic social teachings actually uh, the very first one, which is foundational for our teachings and also for this ministry, which speaks to the dignity of the human person, that every one of us, because we were made in God's image, has an innate dignity that we need to honor and respect at all times in all people. So those are our two foundational um, pillars on both sides. And the one thing I just want to say is that when I started working for the Archdiocese many years ago, and I had already been working with students with disabilities at my own parish, I was fortunate, personally, that I had a background, an undergraduate degree in special education. So it made my ministry at my parish easier than it might be for another catechist or another teacher who doesn't have a special ed background. But what surprised me when I got to the archdiocesan office, which was totally, of course, a blessing from God in my life, was that I found there was this beautiful document that the U.S. bishops had written. And I, I mentioned it today. It's so important, especially as we begin this program, that the timing of our new program follows the recent anniversary, the 40th anniversary of the U.S. bishops' pastoral statement for persons with disabilities. It actually came out, I believe the date is actually November 16th of 1978. So just recently, um, we celebrated that 40th anniversary. And that was, like I said, even to me who had already been serving persons with disabilities in my own parish, I had a special ed background. I was a cradle Catholic. I never knew about that document. So I was happy to read it and study it and and what I say to you today is that everything we do in the church to make our church more inclusive, more open, both our, the doors of the church, the physical property, uh, meaning ramps and um, large print missiles and all of the ways that we make a parish community more accessible to someone with varying disabilities, that was happening and that, those, those um, moments in time, those ways and means that we open our church up, especially physically, but also attitudinally, this radio show right now today is helping to implement that document. So that's how we put flesh on the document. The document itself is just words on a piece of paper, but they stay words on a piece of paper unless we put them into action. So I always say every training that we do, every conference that we host, every phone call or email that's responded to helps to put flesh on that document and bring it to life. 
so that what it said actually comes to fruition. I want to speak with you just um, also about that a little bit more in a moment, but I want to start also right now because it's our first show with reading to you the mission statement for this ministry that myself, along with the steering committee, many years ago when I first started in this position, um, worked on and feel it is still, again, nearly 20 years later, still absolutely appropriate, and so I want to share it with you. The mission statement for the Ministry of Persons with Disabilities in the Archdiocese of Galveston, Houston, reads, Guided by the mission statement of the Office of Evangelization and Catechesis, and empowered by the action of the Spirit, we assist the Archdiocese of Galveston, Houston, in ministering with persons with disabilities by working to implement the U.S. Catholic Bishop's pastoral statement throughout our faith communities. We seek to welcome persons with disabilities and their families into the full life of the church, supporting and developing the gifts, abilities, and spirituality of each individual person, acknowledging that they are made in the image of God, we serve as a resource to educate all Catholics regarding disabilities, furthering the dignity and respect shown to the entire body of Christ through acts of justice and love. Again, I think there's not a word in that mission statement written so many years ago that needs changing. It speaks to the heart of this ministry, and it speaks to the bishop's pastoral statement that when issued, one of the challenges that it gave to our parishes and to our diocese as well, at both levels, was that the doors of the church needed to be open. And not only the physical doors or the campuses, I said, which is one area, but also the hearts of the people in the pews needed to be open to persons with disabilities. And I often say, you know, it's harder to remove attitudinal barriers than it is physical barriers from a campus. So we work hard also to help us become more familiar, more comfortable, I would say, even around persons with disabilities. We realize that sometimes there are persons with various disabilities. Some are visible and some are not visible. But for those disabilities who, that are visible, sometimes they can actually cause others to feel uncomfortable. It's a bit of a marker of what our, um, maybe our own, vulnerabilities are, our own um, future, which might entail a loss of, of uh, different abilities on our own. I know St. John Paul II once said in a sermon in the year 2000 that persons with disabilities are prophets of how we'll all become if we're blessed to have a long life. He himself certainly uh, was a beautiful witness to aging and acquiring uh, disabilities or a diagnosis that caused him to lose some abilities and that he absolutely was very public in that journey. And so again, to hopefully witness to us to not fear that, but to embrace all of our humanity. And I often say that the more that we see Christ in ourselves, the more that we truly internalize that we each are made in God's image, it becomes so much easier to see Christ in others. So it has to come from inside first. I think that ownership allows us to be more comfortable and truly embrace and see Christ um, in someone's soul and in someone's heart and their, their, their gifts that they do have because we all have gifts and not just see 
whatever is the visible outside appearance of anyone. So with that said, I'm, I want to read just a couple statements from, from the pastoral statement that the bishops uh, wrote in 1978 as well, because uh, we do want to highlight that right now on the eve of this anniversary or this post-anniversary date, I should say. Some of the things that I um, want to highlight in particular is the um, In 1982, the USCCB's pastoral statement also was, in 1978, it, it was the impetus for creating a National Catholic Partnership on Disability, and that National Catholic Partnership on Disability um, had a different name in 1982. It was the National Catholic Office for Persons with Disabilities, again, now called the National Catholic Partnership on Disability. So it was established, actually, to create a ministry at the national level, and then, of course, dioceses like ours and others have actually a person in a position. Mine happens to office inside the Office of Evangelization and Catechesis so that the emphasis is on persons receiving their faith formation, lifelong faith formation, as well as preparation and celebration of sacraments. That is also, so you know, a baptismal rite. Every Catholic has three baptismal rites. I don't know if you knew that, but what they are is that you have the right to be educated in your faith, you have the right to be prepared and celebrate your sacraments, and you have the right to respond to God's call. So those are three baptismal rites every baptized Catholic has by virtue of that baptism. So it was very important, again, that the ministry in this archdiocese is located inside the Office of Evangelization and Catechesis so that we ensure that that's the impetus. Are there a lot of other needs that an individual with a disability and their families may have? Absolutely. Um, if it's not something that is directly able to be um, responded to by myself in this position, then obviously I would refer and network with other organizations that might be able to help more on uh, maybe areas of employment or education in in school settings, um, things along that line, medical needs, or more in, uh, involved medical needs. So our focus is, again, the spirituality, the faith formation. Years after the pastoral statement was issued, the bishops wrote, uh, actually it was their 20-year anniversary in 1998, a very short, um, quicker read, I guess you could say, and that was a document called Welcome and Justice. In Welcome and Justice, they highlighted a few specific succinctly some of the information that was in the pastoral. I want to mention a few of them to you. One states that we are a single flock under the care of a single shepherd. There can be no separate church for persons with disabilities. Okay? So that's a, a very positive and powerful statement for those of us that work in the disability ministry uh, area. You know, we are, the body of Christ needs to be together to be complete. If someone is missing, if people with disabilities are missing, then the body of Christ is not complete. There's a lot of reasons why someone with disabilities might be missing. Um, we typically say they are often underrepresented in our currently in our pews, again, for a variety of reasons. But it's important that we, as hard as it is, try to see who's missing, especially in our faith communities, because it's better for us uh, if we're all together. I often say if all parishes, which we know, they all want conversion for their parishioners. And if you really want conversion for your parishioners, one way I see that that 
quickly can come about or quick more quickly come about is to involve persons with disabilities into the full life of the parish because God will use them in the midst of others to touch hearts, to soften hearts, to lead them to an understanding of the other. And it's really about relationships. That's the other thing that's very important. Um, it's not just about having someone be accepted. We want them to feel like they belong in our communities. Okay, And that takes time, but it also happens through relationships being built. So we also know on their document, they say that each person, as we said earlier, is created in God's image, yet there are variations in individual abilities. Positive recognition of these differences discourages discrimination and enhances the unity of the body of Christ. Another um, point that they made, which I think this one's very important also to just mention today, that often families are not prepared for the birth of a child with a disability or the development of impairments. Our pastoral response is to become informed about disabilities and to offer ongoing support to the family and to welcome the child. I don't know if you've ever heard the story of it. It's called a trip to Holland. But a lot of families who have children with disabilities or loved ones with disabilities have heard of this. And what it is is a story about a couple that is planning to go on a trip to Paris. And they do all the preparation needed for a trip to Paris. And they, you know, pick their hotel and they know they want to go to the Eiffel Tower and the Louvre and the different uh, monuments in Paris. But when they get on the plane, the plane goes to descend. And as the plane is descending, the pilot says, welcome to Holland. Well, you can imagine their surprise. They have saved and planned for the trip to Paris, and they end up in Holland. And the point being that ending up in Holland was a little um, upsetting to them initially. But once they were there, they realized that they liked the tulips in Holland, and they liked the windmills of Holland. And that, again, having this child with a disability wasn't what they planned, but it was a blessing in disguise for them. So I know we're wrapping up and running out of time, so to speak, for today. So I want to just conclude by saying to you that I hope you were blessed by listening to In God's Image today. I welcome your questions or comments. Please send them to ingodsimage at archgh.org. That's ingodsimage at archgh.org. This is Charlene Katra asking God to bless us with loving and generous hearts.